Philippines. 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. Yo, yo, what is good, guys? Welcome back to the Kickback Pod. And shout out to everyone all of my listeners that I've hung in there because I know it's been a while since the last episode. It's been crazy. It's been crazy. We've been very, very busy. But guys, we are super excited about this episode because our man Fobbs is back. Finally back from the other side of the world. And it's just like good times again, man. Good to have you back. Fobbs, what is up, my man? What up, what up? Fobbs is back in town. Big Daddy Fobbs back in the Berlin. Yo, Um, what? (laughs) I don't Big know. Daddy I say Fobbs, I, though, like that. I, I have no idea. I've been saying that a lot recently. Um, no, I'm I'm super glad to be back. The dynamic duo is back in the booth, spitting fire, spitting sneaker knowledge. Um, yeah, no, it's it's great to be back. It's been a while. I mean, you've been you know really busy, which is why you've been uh, not bringing out episodes every couple weeks. And I've obviously been in uh, southeast asia on parental leave which is why you guys haven't heard my voice in a while but we are back we are back on schedule hoping to drop every two weeks now and we have a very light-hearted and fun episode for you today but before we get into that josh how are you i mean you know we've obviously talked offline but i want to know on the record how are you doing how's it been Yo, man, last last month has been insanely busy for me with uh, with work stuff, to be honest. And I'm not going to bore you guys with all of that. But uh, I guess exciting stuff that happened in the last month. I visited uh, Stockholm for the first time, Sweden. I really enjoyed Stockholm. Really, really beautiful city. Amazing architecture. Got a chance to check out the original sneakers and stuff store, which was which was really, really nice. Like, what a nice store. And I went there on a Sunday, and even on a Sunday, that place was packed, like completely busy. Uh, also checked out, uh, I really, really enjoyed all of the vintage shopping there. I bought myself a really nice jacket that I found. And also, you know, the Swedes, they are great at, you know, furniture, architecture, all that stuff. So I was so impressed by all of the little shops selling different things for the house all these architecture uh, sorry all these um, different types of furniture that you really can't find anyone else that looks as aesthetically nice so i ended up buying a bunch of stuff for the apartment and um yeah it was just it was just a great time man so shout but out to how, sweden how big was the stuff that you bought like was it no, stuff I mainly, you bought and had to like get shipped back to Berlin, yeah exactly, or was it stuff exactly. That you could t- oh really so yeah, you actually yes. bought some real life big ass furniture and had it not, shipped. Not not big. So bought a bought a big a really big painting, um, and then also bought a really cool mirror. Got also got a lamp. But all of the all of these things because you know being in the EU, super easy to ship stuff around for um, no extra customs or anything like that. So I just told the store owner, I live in Germany, just have this shipped to me, and n- none of them had any problems doing that. So. I definitely suggest anyone's looking, you know, things for the house. Sweden, you got to check it out. Oh, but dope, you, Fobs, bro, you've been away for three months, man. Three months enjoying the sun while the rest of us were basically fighting off depression over here in Europe. So <laughs> how, how you been, man? Yeah, man, it, it was good. I definitely recommend taking three months off from work because... 
not working is so much better than working. No matter what your job is, no matter what you do, <laughs> having free time always trumps work, in my opinion at least. And yeah, we had a great time. We bonded a lot as a family, as a growing young family. Um, little Lenny developed crazy amounts whilst we were gone. He learned to crawl. He's pulling himself up on things. And um, that means, I mean, you know, I don't want to be like that that parent that's always talking about random developments of their kid because, you know, it's a big deal to me. It might not be a big deal to listeners, but him pulling himself up on things means he's close to standing and close to walking, which means he's close to wearing shoes. And that's definitely something that's relevant to this podcast. That's hype. So definitely, definitely stay tuned to the uh, Lenny Sneaker Chronicles. But now nah, it was a really great time. The weather was amazing. Um, it's funny because... <laughs> we uh, we uh, took the train, like we flew into Frankfurt because flights from Berlin suck. Anyone who's been to the Berlin airport knows that we have terrible connections everywhere. So we flew into Frankfurt because my uh, family lives there, stayed there a couple days, and then we took the train up. And we had literally arrived from Thailand like five days ago, and we were sharing this like cabin with another woman and her two kids. And we were telling her, like, you know, small talk, blah, blah, blah. And then we were telling her that we were just in Thailand for two months. And literally the first thing she says is, oh, but you guys aren't even tan. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit offended because um, we were definitely tan if you compared us to <laughs> what we were in, in January and February. Because Berlin winters definitely bring me back down to, like, 100% whiteness and um, <laughs> I'm usually someone who gets brown really quickly um, like you know obviously relative to my um, you know base skin color but I'm also someone who loses my tan pretty quickly so I guess those five days in Germany definitely subtracted enough tan for her to comment on my lack of a tan which you know did get ruffled my feathers a little bit so I think once the sun comes out in Berlin and it's a little bit warmer I'm going to use every free second that I have to sit on my balcony just in my underwear or even butt naked and try and get as tan as possible that's basically <laughs> my uh, my to do of the summer Nah, she was wrong man there's there's different shades of white you know like i i've i've I, 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 we met a couple of days ago and i can confirm you definitely looked a bit more tanned than you normally do for <laughs> a, sure a bit so. more tan than usual exactly yeah, yeah thank exactly. you thank you for noticing <laughs> No, but good to hear, man. Good good to hear you guys had a great time. Good to hear that Lenny, you know, making small steps, baby steps towards finally getting his first pair of sneakers, man. That's exciting for sure. Uh, but Definitely. yeah, man, happy to have you back. So let's, uh, let's talk about the listener of the week. So big shout out to Flying Asparagus. And uh, he's actually uh, one of the designers over at New Balance. He is, in fact, the guy who designed the 2002R protection pack, as well as several other sneakers, including the 90, uh, the 9060s. Uh, shout out to him because he did DM me saying congratulations on the 50th episode, which I thought was pretty dope. Uh, so definitely shout out to you. And by the way, his name is Yu Wu. So hope to have him on the pod one day. That would be definitely very, very dope. That would be dope. Let's, uh, let's reach out to him. Then we'll move on to a quick, not even a news roundup, but just basically what caught my eye, and I wanted to get your opinion on this, Josh, is that there's rumors that Nike has dropped Tom Sachs and will not be releasing any more Tom Sachs 
Nike sneakers. And this comes after rumors of a Mars Yard 3.0. So that was basically squashed within 24 hours. Nike hasn't come out officially and said anything yet as, uh, as of right now, as of recording time, maybe they will. But you as a, you know, a fan of the general purpose shoe and, you know, I did appreciate his earlier Mars Yard designs as well. What are your thoughts on that? I would have been very, very shocked if Nike continued to work with him, given how insane those allegations were, whether they were true or not. Uh, a brand like Nike just cannot, I, I think, afford to even be seen or be heard with anyone that has allegations like that because they're just so big uh, that it's just simply not worth it. So I, I totally, I totally am not surprised at all. I would have been shocked, in fact, if if in, there really was going to be a Mars Yard 3.0 coming out, and um, I really hope those allegations are not true because those are some nasty, nasty allegations. I don't know if you've read through them or not, but they were crazy. They absolutely blew up the timeline for good reason, um, and. Uh, Honestly, if if the allegations are true, I'm not saying they are, but if they're true, good riddance to Tom. Uh, I, uh, I I actually, as soon as I heard about the allegations, I got rid of my yellow pair of uh, the Tom Sachs that I actually really, really liked, but I just didn't see myself wearing that shoe anymore. So I sold those and I don't plan on buying any more Tom Sachs. Uh, but yeah, I'm actually personally very happy that Nike made this decision. Yeah, me too. I think that, you know, again, they haven't commented officially, but all signs point to them taking swift action. And I definitely agree with you that it would be surprising if they didn't. I mean, they cut ties with Kyrie Irving as well over the whole, you know, his whole vaccination stance and uh, the sharing of that Holocaust denial video on Instagram stories. So it's in line with what they've done in the past and yeah, it makes sense. I don't think there's too much more to say about that. You've run it up pretty good. So we can move on to what have you been wearing? I mean, the sun's been out in Berlin. There's been a couple of gray days, but there's also been a couple of really, really nice days. So what's been gracing your feet the past couple of weeks? Well, speaking of gray days, uh, I've pretty much been only wearing one shoe a lot, basically over the last month. And that is the 990 V6 in that OG gray colorway. Uh, You and I, when this shoe first came out, I think we were pretty loud with our critique of that shoe. We didn't like it, Uh, especially you. I know really, really didn't like it. And um, I have to say my mind has completely switched with the 990 V6. I've really grown to appreciate the look. Uh, I think it's very nice and modern and more so than the look the comfort and just how light the shoe is compared to every other version of the 990 is it's like night and day to me it's so so light it's uh, like i would even group it in a running category and that's because the shoe does have the um that foam technology that all of the new balance runners have and uh, none of the previous 990s did that and um, also just in terms of the fit, I like the fit a lot. It's not like uh, with the previous 990s, I was always kind of confused on what size to get because a lot of people say go half size down. Some people say go true to size. For me, I was kind of like in between and I would always go with true to size, but I would. it, it was never like the perfect fit for me. 
with the with the 990 v6 i go true to size fits me like a glove super comfortable super light on feet it's gotten to a point where i don't even wear other shoes now if i just want to have a nice comfortable walk i took it with me to sweden was doing like 20k plus steps a day on that shoe had no problems with my feet whatsoever in terms of like foot soreness or anything like that so a huge huge fan of the 990 v6 and now i am absolutely counting down the days till we get this second colorway of the action bronson collab which for me is like now with how much i love the 990 v6 for me that's like the most or, or like the number one sneaker i want the most this year because i love the colorway love the model now so yeah I, i'm i've come all the way around with the 990 v6 man damn you've done a 180 on those but to be honest with you I, I I wouldn't say that I've done a 180 on them, but considering how loud my critique was at the beginning, I am starting to rethink my opinion of them. And I don't know whether this makes me, or maybe it doesn't make me a high beast, but maybe it's a very high beasty thing to say. It's the Action Bronson colorways that have brought me around a little bit. I thought the first one was okay, but the second two are super nice in my opinion and really Wait, there's Compliment. two more after the first? Yeah, there's. I think there's three in total. Oh, I haven't even seen the third one. Yeah, um, and so I, I think that the color blocking and the the way that they've used the the contrasting colors on the um, three colorways is a great way to complement the features of the nine ninety V six. I think. It still does look a little bit like a Sketcher shape-up to me, and I won't take that back. I, I stand by that just because of the sole is quite thick and and has this like almost like rocker feature, right? It, it, it kind of curves a little bit, um, and it's very, very different, as you said, to the previous ones. It's got technology that's more in line with today's running shoes from New Balance, which is a good thing, I think, but... Yeah, I'm, it, it's a shoe that I'm undecided about. I haven't seen it in person. I would probably have to try it on, walk around with it uh, a bit. I don't doubt that it's comfortable, but I would have to see how it feels and looks on foot for me. But it's a shoe that I'm definitely close to changing my mind about, maybe for certain colorways. But anyway, what I've been wearing over the past few weeks is a... I would say it's, it's quite a similar looking shoe. It's actually the Mizuno Wave Rider Beta which is kind of the modern day version or the latest evolution of the Wave Rider, but a lifestyle version. So the Wave Rider is Mizuno's or one of Mizuno's premier running shoes. And its most popular version is the Wave Rider 10, which dropped in 2010. Great shoe, some really nice colorways, some really nice collaborations, including the Woodwood collab from, I believe, 2020 it was. Two very, very beautiful colorways, one of which I have and one of which is my all-time favorite shoes. The Wave Rider 10 is also a super comfortable shoe, probably on the level of a 990. It's a shoe that you can wear all day, every day when you're doing a city tour or something like that, walking your 20, 30, 40,000 steps. But the Wave Rider Beta kind of strips down that athletic, sporty feel and has a much more distinct lifestyle aesthetic on the upper at least. So it's it's a lot simpler, it's a lot more stripped back. The color blocking and the contrast is a lot more clear. There's less overlays, it's a lot less busy on the upper. And the sole unit is 
thicker and also has been a little bit streamlined and simplified. And I really, really like this shoe. It's incredibly comfortable. It's a little bit more bulky than the Wave Rider 10. And I would go so far as to say that the Wave Rider Beta is a close pick for one of the top sneakers of the year. And, you know, we'll obviously be doing our roundup in June, July, when uh, half the year has gone by. And I'm very, very close to putting that on my list of top five sneakers. So it's, it's a very, very good shoe. Yo, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've been uh, very much into this Wave Rider shoe recently, specifically because of that Beams collab uh, with the all brown upper and the dark brown bottoms. Beautiful that was a super nice shoe. one. Oh yeah, so so nice. Um, and and this this like you said, the betas, uh, more of a lifestyle feel, more like lifestyle type of materials on the upper. Yeah, really really dope colorways. I'm I'm actually quite excited to. I will be. Um, and by the way, guys, I will be actually in Japan over the next uh, at, towards the end of this month for a couple of weeks. So I'm like counting down the days dying of excitement basically i can't wait to check out all the sneaker stores there i will definitely be going to a mizuno store to check out like all the japanese exclusive colorways just see if something catches my eye and i'm pretty sure that um there's uh i'm pretty sure prices there are just a lot cheaper for mizunos and asics so i'm hoping to find a lot of really dope asics and mizuno colorways that i can bring back so let's see if i can maybe see a Japanese exclusive Wave Rider Beta colorway. That would be dope. Uh, what have you picked up recently? Um, so in terms of pickups, uh, recently, most recent would be the Haritos uh, Nike SB Dunks, um, which for me are my favorite SB Dunks of the year. I'm a big fan of that drink. Uh, so uh, it, it it was an unexpected collaboration to see uh haritos do one with sbs just like we've seen you know ben and jerry's with sbs in the past like this is not something new but uh i, I thought it was really well done uh, i like all the apparel that comes with the shoes as well um and uh the colorway they chose really really nice earth tones you got the green and red i uh, sorry the green and orange which uh, matches the logo and it's it's nice and it comes with this really nice bag too which is made out of hemp which uh, matches the hemp on the upper of the shoe uh, i thought i just thought it was a great collab great collab uh, i hope uh we could even see more colorways you know i mean there's so many flavors of haritos so um uh, yeah that would be that would be nice uh we got this orange one um which is like i think it was styled after the mandarin flavor of haritos so i hope they do one maybe in the tamarind flavor the pineapple oh that that would be amazing but i don't think we'll see that many colorways but either way um this was very very nice favorite sps of the year easily um another pickup so uh this is a pair of solomons and for me they are the solomon of the year so far and one of my favorite shoes these are the uh, sandy liang xt6s uh, sandy liang is a uh, designer uh, based out of uh, i believe new york and uh, she uh, designed the shoe her the inspiration for this shoe actually came from pokemon so it was um it was the colorway was uh styled after jigglypuff which is one of the most popular pokemons and that's where you get this like pinkish purplish color on the upper and specifically the model she chose was the xt6 expanse which is like a newer version of the xt6 and uh, i think this colorway on the shoe is yeah it's a bit loud but it looks 
fire, absolutely fire. And these flew. So I don't think there's been an XT6 or a Solomon sneaker period that I can think of that has had resale prices like these. Girl sizes of these currently are going for like 600, 700 euros in some size. Pretty phenomenal. Uh, I don't know the last time I've seen that on Solomon. So yeah, crazy, crazy collab. Uh, one of the best, I think, from the brand this year. A uh, couple of more shoes that I picked up. One was just a another pair of Sambas. It's still Samba season. And I just really like this colorway. This was the uh, collegiate green colorway. Uh, it's an all over suede upper, which is something rather different for a pair of Sambas. Because usually that was like the one thing that was mainly different between Sambas and Gazelles. Gazelles always had a suede upper. Sambas usually had uh, leather. But these Sambas have a suede upper uh it has a bit of gray on the uh, mud guard and it's just a very very nice very aesthetically pleasing colorway which as soon as i saw them i'm like yeah i i pretty much need these <laughs> so added those to the collection and finally um i always wanted to get a pair of these and i i um i, I guess like at the time when the shoe released i just resold them because i wasn't really feeling it all the way back then this is the nike air max one patas and um i picked up this pair used i found it on uh depop and this was an example of like if you just wait patience definitely saves pockets and i always tell people if you buy used you can save so much money because sometimes people just need money they just want to get rid of their collection and they get rid of shoes sometimes even below retail which is what I actually got this pair for. I paid 125 euros for this pair. This was the wow, Aqua. Wow, that's a steal. Yeah, definitely a steal. I would say it's in like eight out of 10 condition wise. So I'm just gonna have to give it a pretty good cleaning. But honestly, like for that price, not complaining. Great pair and uh, really I'm excited to wear it this summer. I'm, I don't typically wear Air Max ones at all, but this was like, a really nice colorway of a really nice shoe that I wanted and to be able to find it for that cheap can't go wrong. So, uh, though, yeah, those are pretty much my pickups. Uh, what about yourself? So I came back to quite a lot of shoes. Um, some of them were sent to me, some were seated and some were gifts. So very, very blessed others I bought for myself. So bear in mind that these are pickups from the last three almost four months because i've been out of my apartment for four months now i received a pair of these stone island new balance 574s which are incredible i'm not a huge fan of the 574s to be honest with you but i love what stone island and new balance have done on them the choice of materials is very stone island-esque and i'm a i'm a fan of the brand i love the mega hairy suede that is used on these and the materials all feel very very premium the colorway is also very tough so super glad that i got those then um shout out to soulbox and the whole team over there for sending over the soulbox ultra boost and soulbox 4d uncaged both of those incredible super nice big big fan of the ultra boost as well it's got this kind of almost like I don't want to say Daniel Arsham-esque uh, pattern or, or design on the heel cage, but it's very similar to the kind of the work that he's been doing, that kind of um, crystallized, ancient vibe that's going on. And I think uh, Soulbox teamed up with a local 
Berlin artist to do that called uh, Ilya Goldman. Um, then I got a pair of the, I actually bought these used, and you're right, you can you can get some really nice steals, and this is a pair that's probably not going to be in stores, um, the Casa or Quasa Racer Low Triple Black. I got those because I've always wanted them. I actually wanted the original colorway, which was the red, white, and black pair. Couldn't find those anywhere. This is a shoe from like 2013, 2014, so it, it is quite used, but I got a decent deal on it on Grailed. Then I was sent a pair of the Awake Asics Gel NYCs in that beautiful um, pink and blue colorway that's inspired by that iconic Cameron photo. Um, very, very comfortable shoe. I think the Gel NYC is going to be Asics next big thing this year after the Gel Cayano 14. Um, the shoe is incredibly stylish it's dropped in a in a huge number of colorways and i think there's a lot more to be done with it in 2023 then the aforementioned mizuno wave rider beta super nice got the uh i think the launch colorway which is this nice pink blue and white pair uh, i got a pair of union air jordan fours in top haze I bought those accidentally when a bid on StockX got accepted actually the day that I flew to Thailand. So it was kind of like I bought them and then I had to wait three months to, to get my hands on them. And then I also got uh, a couple of the grade A New Balance pack sneakers. Um, lucky enough to get my hands on those early. Um, got a pair of the 990 V6s. So very glad to be testing those out so yeah it's oh, been a nice man you got you you got those grade a ones those are very very nice yeah i think i love the the twist from like the classic gray colorway to like this almost like more modern looking uh more fashion forward looking gray so uh super happy with those and um shout out uh to you know Oshuan for um hooking that up um we did a sponsored episode with new balance about gray day and we're then obviously blessed to be gifted a couple pairs from the pack via New Balance. So uh, shout out uh, Oshu and shout out Amadeus, but also shout out New Balance for that one. Yeah, that that uh, Grade A 990v6 is um, very very nice. Like a lot of people who were not really feeling the v6s up until right now, and that's like the first colorway that has had people saying, "Okay, I and now I kind of get it. I kind of get what the v6 hype is all about." It's it's a very very nice colorway i have to say oh and congrats on getting the top haze uh because i know that was like a almost like a grail for you the union top hazes and uh yeah it's been it's been one of those pairs that's like you know i, I need to get my hands on them and uh had a couple bids in and then you know a decent bid i mean obviously it was still a chunk of money but it wasn't a crazy amount of money was accepted so those and then I, i'm still on the lookout for the ispa road warriors so if anyone knows of anyone selling those in a US nine or nine and a half, please let me know because that's the next big ticket item on my list. But yeah, super happy. Fire, fire. We move into today's discussion. So we're let's, we're, do, it. we're let's do it. Let's do it. So what we're gonna do is yeah, it's it's definitely pretty lighthearted, but uh, we've picked up some topics here, and we're just gonna ask each other, pick a side, take a side. This or that so we got five topics here and it covers everything from um ronnie feig to 
sambas versus gazelles and uh yeah let's just let's just have fun with it uh should which which question should we start off with should we uh let me let me jump in so this one might be a big question might you know warrant also a big answer it might also be controversial depending on what each of us pick so who has the better sneaker portfolio is it ronnie feig or teddy santis yeah that is that is tough man that is okay that is that is so tough because they're two icons they're both they they almost kind of have like the similar type of vibe similar aesthetics you could say of of their brands um but the thing is we're just talking about sneakers right so when i look up ronnie feig sneakers on stock x i get 17 pages worth of shoes like that's how deep of a roster ronnie feig has had he, he's 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 even had a 10 year anniversary pack with new balance he's had a 30 pack of sneakers drop with asics to celebrate his uh, partnership there it's like it goes back over well over a decade at this point so in terms of collabs he must he, i think in in the entire world of sneakers he probably has the strongest long running partnership when it comes to collaborating with brands he's super consistent right teddy santis um really mainly over the last five years or so you know he's got he's uh his brand has really exploded and his sneaker collaborations as well but if i'm looking at just not 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 like how many collabs the two have had because if that were the case ronnie obviously wins but i'm just looking at top end right so give me like the best three from each i think that the best three from teddy santa's are better than ronnie's so um like for me if I would look at the best ever Teddy Santis, Emilion Door collabs, I would say number one, 990 V2s that came out a while back. Um, number two would be maybe the 550s, the first pairs of 550s that came out because when those came out, it kind of blew everyone away because no one had really heard of the 550 before. Everyone wanted a pair. I, I remember Instagram at that time was just people rocking five. 50s the uh sorry um throat's running a bit uh, dry here but uh the 550s were just on the explore page you could you could see like um hit in new york all these pages just like bumping them over and over it kind of took over the world by storm and that was because of how clean that og collab was and um yeah and i would also put maybe the 997s in there that teddy santas did a while back and i think i, th I think those three are better than the best ever collabs I've seen from Ronnie Feig, and there's been plenty, but I guess it's just a matter of personal preference. But um, I, I would take better sneaker portfolio just based on what the best shoes from each are. I would I would go Teddy over Ronnie. What about you? Damn, damn. I mean, there's no the really right wrong is, or right answer. That I, I like. Yeah. It depends on the criteria, but uh, I, I gave you my explanation for criteria why I would take Teddy. Exactly. I think it really depends on what you're looking at, right? Is it quality? Is it quantity? Is it quality within the quantity? Is it you're just picking three shoes or the, the absolute top three shoes? You're looking at the worst shoes. Um, so I think the way you've done it is 
fair. I would take a different approach and I'm looking at everything in, in a holistic sense, right? Like in terms of portfolio, in terms of legacy, in terms of what they've built up to this point in the sneaker world. And there's no no question, right? Teddy Santis has done an amazing job with New Balance. Obviously, you know, they named him creative director of Made in USA, right? So this guy has had huge, huge influence in the last few years. And, you know, it's not without reason that one of the hottest or the hottest brand over the last three years has given him basically the keys to the kingdom to decide on what kind of shoes are going to be produced uh, generally uh, in the generally sphere, in addition to all of his Aim Leon Door collaborations. That being said, I would have to lean more towards Ronnie Fye just because his body of work, in my opinion, is stronger. Emily Ondor has had, you know, the odd collaboration with niche brands, right? Uh, footwear brands, boot brands, whatever. But there, the bulk of the brand's work has been with New Balance. Whilst Ronnie Feig did it with New Balance, he did it with Asics, he's done it with Adidas, he's done it with Nike, he's done it with all of the big brands, right? So for me, that shows that he's actually done more thus far and of course he's been around for longer so it's a bit of an unfair comparison and maybe we we need to judge um teddy santa's first 15 years versus uh ronnie feig's first 15 years for example right but if you're looking just what has been achieved by both to this day both have made incredible incredible achievements but for me the body of work on ronnie feig's side is just a little bit better because some of his asics Gelite 3s are iconic. I mean, he was the king of the color block toe box, right? Like, that was his shit. I mean, I know other, you know, other brands, other retailers, other collaborators did it as well. And there was a huge theme back in like the late 2000s, early 2010s. But he was the king of collaborations uh, from probably like his early, um, early days working in the stockroom to founding Kith. Uh, through ASICs, he pushed the Gel I3, he did, you know, the New Balance 1500, the Daytona, he's done 990s, you know, he, he just changed, like, in my opinion, he changed the game, and it's crazy to me that he hasn't been pulled in as a creative director for a big brand, I know he's creative director of the New York Knicks right now, which is pretty huge as well, and I think that's probably also because he's tried to expand his portfolio in the last few years. He doesn't want to be seen as just the sneaker guy. He wants to be seen as like the brand guy, right? The brand guru. So he's working on Kith as a brand. He's working on Kith locations. He's working on uh, his, you know, his partnership with the New York Knicks and other stuff. So I think that's just because he wants to move into a different direction. But in terms of just also personally for me, I mean, I used to work around the corner from the Kith store in Manhattan in uh, in noho at the time and i was there at, before and after every single shift you know just looking at the the shoes there talking to the people in the store and for me like kith was like the coolest shit ever back then um so i've definitely got to go with ronnie feig but you're right there is no wrong answer there's no right answers there's there's just personal preference and i mean that's the point of this right it's this or that and i think i respect i respect your pick um but I, I stand with Ronnie Feig for sure. I mean, he's the legend, man. And I know you said that uh, you're surprised he hasn't been given creative director position at a big brand. I'm sure that doesn't mean he hasn't been offered the position. 
he probably just turned it down because like his focus is probably just trying to expand kith as uh, worldwide as possible i know they just opened a huge flagship store in tokyo which i can't wait to visit uh but yeah i mean he's just been busy building his whole empire man i don't i don't think he probably even has time to be creative director for some for some other brand but yeah man definitely the 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 man the legend ronnie feig uh yeah sure. uh, like like you said it's it's really tough between these two uh sure. we'll, we'll, we'll see like you said i've let's compare first 15 to the next to, to each other's first 15 teddy santas is not even done like first decade yet so um we'll see when it's all said and done uh who would who who, who reigns at the top but Definitely. yeah and i mean i think just for for fans of sneakers in general i think both Oh, these guys are going to be bringing out dope sneakers, dope collections in the future. So we're very blessed to have both of them part of the sneaker sphere. Um, moving on to the second question. Uh, I know you have a tough one for me here. Yeah, so <laughs> fear of God, man. You've seen some of the leaked images. We heard a long time ago that Jerry Lorenzo signed up with Adidas, but we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. When are we going to see the first shoe? Well, now we've seen a few images man we've seen uh there's like a high top there's also a low top recently revealed um so i know you're a big fan of fear of god so what would you say is better right now fear of god adidas versus fear of god nike (sighs) again another tough one i think it's hard to compare because fear of god nike has ended and there's been releases and fear of god adidas only exists on rumors and leaks so far and i believe that uh, fear of god athletics has already said that the the sneakers we've seen in pictures are the final sample but they're not the final shoe things still might be changed slightly right no huge drastic changes i think the overall design will stay the same but a few details might be different on the release pairs when they do come out what i found find really interesting about the adidas collaboration is that these are actual performance shoes right jerry lorenzo is creative director of adidas basketball which means the shoes he's creating are actually performance basketball shoes, which is pretty dope. And that's why I think that's probably the big reason why I would have to lean more towards Adidas over his Nike collaborations. I thought his Nike collaborations were very cool, but they were very uncomfortable. At least the Fear of God 1 was incredibly uncomfortable. I tried that on and it was hard to get on and even harder to take off. And walking around in that shoe was not fun. What I thought was cool about that shoe was I thought the design was pretty cool. I thought that they gave him like a completely original shoe, showed that they had a lot of faith in him as a designer, because as we know, a lot of collaborators don't get their own shoe from the get-go. And um, what is also interesting is that he took a Fear of God last and flew that from Italy to, uh, I, th- I believe it was not New York, it was Oregon because he was at the world headquarters in Oregon. And they basically used the Fear of God last to make these Fear of God Nike shoes, which shows just the level of detail and the quality that he was trying to achieve with these shoes. Um, so that that was definitely really cool and uh, means that you know the Nike Fear of God collaboration was a cool one, was a good one, was definitely a success in my eyes. But the performance factor with the Adidas collaboration just edges it for me. If you asked me, were these shoes worth the wait? Because wasn't he, like he was announced like at least two years ago, right? Um, I don't know if they were worth the wait, to be honest, but I am very interested to see 
the direction that he takes it in and what else is coming out and if there will be accompanying apparel because I think that's also where Adidas will make a lot of money and create a lot of hype because the fear of God aesthetic is so cool and if they can translate that to basketball and get some like really dope Adidas basketball attire that has that fear of God flair then they they have a huge money maker there in my opinion um so yeah I'm, I'm a big fan and can't wait to see more um, I also like there's a lot of people online that are saying that they look very similar to the Nike shoes which makes them worse in their opinion but I actually think that's a cool thing because it shows that he's staying true to his aesthetic and he's adapting it right he adapted it to Nike he adapted it to the swoosh and he's adapting it to the three stripes which shows that he's staying true to himself but also has a bit of leeway there to adapt to the brand that he's working with as well and it's also it shows that the two brands have given him complete creative control and said hey man make whatever you want don't like don't make like a new version of the Samba. Don't make a new version of this shoe. Don't make a new version of the Nike Air Max 1 or whatever. Do whatever you want. And that's what he's done on both sides. So um, yeah, both collaborations really nice, but the Adidas edges it for me. What about you, man? I know we said we would try to take both sides here when uh, doing these questions, but I, I, I was just never a fan of any of the Nike Fear of God shoes. Um, I... I, I don't get that whole fear of God aesthetic and vibe. I've just never been a fan of, I guess, the brand or even like the essentials line. It's like name one brand that you'll never see me in. It's probably fear of God. So the <laughs> Nike fear of God, um, Nike fear of God sneakers, just a bit much in my opinion. I got them. I reviewed them. I found them incredibly uncomfortable. Um, didn't really understand. It, it didn't really fit with my own personal style at all. So I was not a fan of those at all, any of them. If there was one that I kind of sort of liked, it was probably those Air Raids, the ones that had like that crisscross pattern on them with the swoosh. Those are probably like my favorite out of all that drop, but I, I wasn't a fan of any of them. But I know it's like very much like a hit or hit or miss, like hate it or love it type of um, uh, vibe with all of those sneakers. However, from the limited pictures I've seen of the Adidas ones, I especially am a big fan of the low top version. I think that is something that I could even see myself wearing, which is something I've never said about a fear of God before. And also to go back a little bit in history, uh, there is, um, I, I mean, I'm not sure if this is rumor or fact, but to my knowledge, Jerry Lorenzo was one of the main designers also behind the Yeezy 750, which technically was which is also an adidas shoe i know it's not fear of god adidas but like jerry had a big part in that as well so i'm i would give him a lot of credit for that shoe and that is like one of the best yeezys period some people would say the best yeezy so um i do think uh, I, I know we haven't even seen the first release yet of the fear of god adidas but i'm already more excited about this one than any of the previous nike and uh nike and jerry lorenzo shoes from the past so i would say for me also adidas takes this round would you wear them like i because the low tops yeah because sometimes there's shoes where you're like you know I, I appreciate the design i appreciate the inspiration the aesthetic whatever but it's like not something that fits with what i wear or like i can't pull it off right and i would say that probably the adidas fear of god is in that category for me like i don't know if i would wear them or could wear them maybe i'll try you know maybe i'll cop a pair and try but 
I'm, I'm not sure. But what about you? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, that's how I felt exactly about the Nike pairs, you know, like um, they were great, like material wise, they were good. Uh, and I, I one thing I will appreciate about those shoes is that they looked like no other Nike sneaker. Like they were very unique, very much like it, it had that fear of God energy in the shoe. But I, I had no idea how to wear them. Like to me, the fear of God ones kind of looked like a space boot, like something like for astronauts. Like I, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't get how to like, I don't know what pants to wear with them. Like I, I just didn't fit with what I like to wear. It doesn't mean that that that's not necessarily what makes them a bad shoe because a lot of people can pull them off. But I couldn't pull them off. But this low top fear of God Adidas. That seems like a much more like um, univer- universal friendly shoe, meaning like I could feel like it's not going to be as hated or loved as some of the previous Fear of God shoes. It seems like something that the masses would like more uh, because it, it seems to be pretty wearable. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I could see myself wearing that. Not not the basketball run. The, the basketball version, which I think Pusha T first leaked, that one uh, seems a bit difficult to pull off too, like previous Fear of Gods. But the low top one is... Uh, it, it seems uh, pretty wearable. Yeah, I feel like Fear of God mainline, but also collaborations is like you need to wear all like head to toe Fear of God. To yeah, exactly. That's it. what it's that's a, what I don't like about them. It's like a very clear aesthetic. It's almost like Y three, right? You almost have to wear or like acronym. You have to be like a tech ninja for it to work. Um, and I, I find that with a Fear of God. So we'll see. I'm I'm very excited to see like the final release versions and, and how limited they will be and, and how they release them because I am definitely a fan of what I've seen so far and uh, hope to see more. Let's move on to the next question. So we're going to stick with collaborations, but we're going to move from the three stripes to the jump man. Josh, who has been a better Jordan brand collaborator, Union or Ama Manier? Oh, all right. Well, this one for me is, I would say it's a pretty easy decision for me. I got to go with Union on this one. We got to look at the history here with the Jordan 1, with the uh, more recently released 4s, but especially the 1s. Okay, the 1s, people could say that it's just one of the best collabs we've seen on a 1. It was something completely out of left field, putting two colorways together, kind of like cutting and stitching them together in a way that we've never seen before. I thought it was great. It made it was a very refreshing take on a Jordan 1 and some really nice colorways as well. With the 4s too, like I love my pair of Off-Noir 4s and even that other colorway, what was it called? The Guava Ice or something? Guava that was, Ice, uh, yeah. Guava Ice, yeah. Guava Ice was fire. The Topazes were fire. Um, I know in recent times, They've just not been hitting the same with their collabs, especially that recent uh, Jordan 1 low canvas. Wasn't really feeling those. Uh, and also this upcoming Jordan 1 high, which seems to be like a uh, mix of a Jordan 1 and a Nike um, footscape. Footscape woven, yeah. Yeah, which is, which is uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's a, it's an unexpected collab, but it just doesn't work. I'm sorry. Like it, that those Jordan ones look hideous, look like they have teeth on them. But um, yeah, so compared to some of their previous work, I have been kind of disappointed in some of their recent collabs. But when I, what I do like about them versus Ama Manier is that they try to do something different with every one of their collabs 
right? So like none of their collabs look like each other. They all kind of look different. They all have a unique story behind them. Um, with the Ama Maniers, I feel like they try to replicate the same colors, the same kind of uh, materials, and they just kind of move it from like one model to the next. Like it was the same, almost the same colorways with the threes and the ones. And we've seen that burgundy color now used on almost all their sneakers, like the fours, the twelves, the threes, and also on the ones, like we had the burgundy on the inside of the shoe and then the swoosh. So it's like, they kind of try to do the same thing and and uh, just kind of move the same colorways between all the different silhouettes, which I guess is kind of cool too if you're really into it. Uh, but I was hoping, you know, they'd, they'd do something a little bit different with their shoes like Union has done. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think overall, like the best shoe that either of these two brands have made, I would say would be the Jordan 1 Union High and then probably followed by the Ama Manier 3s. Uh, but uh, I, I just think Union, because they attempt to do something different every time, it's not always successful. But when they are successful, they absolutely hit like no other Jordan collaborator. Uh, I got to give it to Union. Yeah, I I agree with a lot of what you said or pretty much all of what you've said, uh, except for the fact that I do really like the woven um, Air Jordan 1s. I think it's different. I think it's cool and I think it's going to be slept on and in a couple of years, people look back and be like, "Damn, why didn't I? You know, why didn't I cop those?" Are you, are, are you gonna you're gonna course, get a pair and wear them? I, I mean, I'm not a. I, I don't really wear high tops, and I find Jordan ones super uncomfortable. I do have a few Jordan ones. I got the shadows. I got the Amamanier ones. So I will maybe try and get the um, the white pair when it drops but i'm not it's not going to be something that i'm like super running after and i won't be too upset if i don't get it but like if i do get them i would be happy right um so that being said i would personally have to so i, I respect everything that union has done i think you know their non-jordan brand collabs have been very good as well obviously they have the uh, the dunks they've got the uh, air force ones they've got the um cortez and uh, all super nice shoes but i'm a huge fan of storytelling and whilst i you know i respect the storytelling that goes into the union collaborations the colorways and stuff like that and the inspiration amamanier's storytelling is second to none they are industry leading they have the greatest and and realest stories right like james whitner and his whole team uh, whether it's Amamanier social status, they put so much effort into all the stories, into the rollout, the marketing, the images, the videos, the raffles. And I really love that in today's day and age where, you know, brands could just, you know, buy into the hype or retailers could buy into the hype, collaborators, and then just release their shoes. I think that, you know, and release their shoes and sell out automatically. I think that, you know, I have to respect that they're sticking to their guns, they're sticking to their stories, they're sticking to what is important to them and their communities, and they're sticking basically to their community and uplifting their community and members of their community. And so for me, Ama Manier has done an amazing job. There's a coherent story throughout, there's a coherent thread throughout with the colorways, the colors that they use, the tones. and. Honestly, I think we're going to end up with having like almost every single Air Jordan be collaborated on by Ama Manier. I mean, there's a pair of fives coming out too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a pair of sevens, eights, um, basically any Jordan that Jordan played in. So 
I'm going to have to go with Amamanier. Okay, I mean, it's it's, it's fair. Uh, let, let's see, like uh, those fives, they look very interesting. I'm not going to lie. Those fives look kind of fire. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do want to see something different about him. I do agree with what you said about the storytelling. Realist stories, by far. Um, and people really relate to them like no other storytelling I've seen. Uh, but um, I just I just want to see them do something a bit more creative with their shoe designs. But uh, yeah, uh, I think they're just they're easily we can both agree the two best collaborators on Jordan Brand. I mean, if it works, it works, right? Don't break what ain't uh, not don't break don't don't fix what ain't broke. But um, I do obviously respect that some people want to see a little bit more, a little bit more variation. I think also it's kind of cool, like if you see them as a pack, right? There's some people that have every pair or most pairs of the Air Jordan Amma Manier collaboration. It's kind of nice to have them all together and it's like one coherent theme. But I do understand where you're coming from as well. I think there's merits to both sides for sure. All right, let's 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 move on. So let's talk about the hottest shoes of the moment right now, and that is, it's still it it, it might sound old for some of you guys, but it still is the hottest shoe right now. There's no doubt that is the Adidas Sambas, and also plenty of other Adidas sneakers. There's another Adidas shoe that's creeping up in popularity a lot, which is like the Campus 2000s. I've started to see those sell out everywhere, but that's not what we're talking about here. We are talking about the two biggest classics from Adidas. Are you, Fabian, Team Samba or Team Gazelle? Oh, I mean, it's very difficult, but if you, I mean, if you put me on the spot, I would have to gut reaction say I'm Team Gazelle just because I'm a big fan of suede and the Gazelle is obviously traditionally a suede shoe. I mean, you, you see leather uh, gazelles, too but i also like the shape of them a little bit more than the samba they have a little bit more oomph to them in my opinion and um yeah generally the colorways are a lot more not even adventurous right because they're just like mostly solid block colors and the samba comes in black and white leather um so i just like the versatility of the of the gazelle a little bit more and um I mean, they're very, very similar shoes, right? They're both indoor football shoes from uh, the, you know, the 70s, 80s. And in terms of design, there's not huge differences. It's almost kind of like the the Dunk versus the Air Jordan 1, right? Like they're very, very similar. But gun to my head, I would have to say uh, the Gazelles. What about you? I'm, got, I'm definitely going to go with Samba. So the first sneaker i actually ever bought for myself was a pair of sambas just and this was before i was like even into shoes like this was when i when like i was just like uh someone who just wore you know shoes because you had to wear them and I, I, the sambas were just the first pair that i was really i guess attracted to because it was just low profile i felt that like you can really wear it i would get a lot of use out of it and uh i've never really stopped liking that shoe um, in terms of pure looks, I like it much more than the gazelles. I do really like the gazelle indoors, uh, the ones that have the nice gum bottoms. Uh, but like compared to the standard gazelle, like it's no, it's like no debate for me. Like the regular sambas are way better than the regular gazelles. 
Um, I know people think of gazelles nowadays mainly with like, you know, the Gucci ones, which are the gazelle indoors. But that's just one version of the gazelle. But with the sambas, I feel like there's so many really fire versions. Uh, There's the OG sambas. There's the classic sambas with the long tongues that I know a lot of people don't like. But I actually like the long tongues, especially the upcoming Wales Bonner collab. I don't know if you've seen those. Have you seen those? The silver ones. And there's also the brown one with the dark brown tongue. Um, so nice both. yeah super super nice Wales Bonner and Adidas man just such a good good combo um, yeah really really like those there's also like the uh, the cycling version the Velo Sambas which look pretty good uh, yeah I mean uh, and just in terms of fit too like um, the Sambas for me just fit my feet personally better which is another reason why I like them and yeah man just I mean overall it just comes down to the looks and if, I, I would just pick the sambas over gazelles strictly just based based out of looks so yeah i'm I'm team samba for sure that's fair enough i think both super classic both very similar both available in different versions so you're right they are the shoe of the moment at least when it comes to the three stripes and you can't really go wrong with either of those that brings us to our final this or that and probably not, I mean, probably one of the least controversial, but uh, a fun one nonetheless. Um, would you rather, if you had to pick one type of shoe to wear for the rest of your life, would you rather wear runners or court classics? And for those of you listening, court classics is basically anything that was worn on a court, you know, so the Air Jordan line, the Air Force line the flight line from Nike, but then also, you know, the Stan Smiths on the tennis court. You've got the Sambas and the Gazelles for the indoor football courts. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about court classics. And then the runners are your obvious like 990s, A6, Jalcayanos, etc. Like those kinds of shoes. Josh, what are you picking? Okay, so the, this kind of like comes down to fundamental question people have when it comes to sneakers which is like do you prefer comfort or looks <laughs> that that that's what it really <laughs> comes down to for me and um picking runners definitely more comfortable easily but when i think about like the wide available choices we have with the court sneakers so that includes pretty much all jordans ones threes fours doesn't matter michael jordan wore them on a court right and um we love those shoes like i could never think about never wearing a pair of jordans again if i if you know gun to my head choosing court classics versus runners uh same with um uh 550s great shoe the air force ones come on air force ones like imagine not being able to wear air force ones again like when i'm when i'm thinking about like what sneakers i know i'm just gonna look good in always i look at all the different options available with the court classics and um they they just seem much wider to me right stan smiths like you mentioned of course like i wear sambas pretty much every day nowadays you know like uh my, my wales bonner pair and because of, just because of how versatile that shoe is it's not comfortable at all zero in terms of comfort but <laughs> i still really like the way they look so for me it comes down to why i love sneakers in the first place and that's because of like how they make me feel like I, they make me feel more confident. I love talking about them. And that's mainly because of what they look like, 
the comfort for me is like kind of like a bonus it's a benefit i know that's kind of like the fundamental purpose of shoes but for me like it's about like i want a shoe that really looks good so i i just like the options much more with the court classics so yeah what about you yourself that's fair enough i think anyone who knows me anyone's listened to at least one episode on this pod will know that i'm a huge runner freak and that 90 percent of what i wear or 95 percent of what i wear is running inspired or running based um, so I would have to pick the runners I'm talking about, you know, the Mizuno Wave Rider, the Jalcayanos, the 990s, the 992s, the 993s, the 991s, um, all of that good old school lifestyle stuff. But then I'm also talking about the newer stuff, the Adidas 4D, the Ultra Boost, all that figures into the runners and all of that is pure comfort. So uh, we're on running, uh, Norda, brands like that. Um, Saucony, there's so many running brands that I'm a huge, huge fan of, and I don't think I could do without them. And obviously, I mean, this is a hypothetical, right? You don't, you never have to choose between the two. And I do have a lot of court classics in my collection as well, mainly Air Force Ones and a couple of Air Jordan Ones. But I'm just, I'm, I'm a sucker for comfort, and runners offer that over anything else. So I do not see myself never wearing those again it's basically what i grab when i'm just on the way to the spiti or like going out quickly to run some errands they're the shoes that are always by the door they're easy to slip on easy to slip off and yeah you always know what you're gonna get and so for me those are the most versatile shoes that you can kind of think of and then also like like i said the more performance leaning models you know the new stone island new balance running shoes that came out last year big fan of those as well and um, I like to mix it up sometimes and wear like some more performance-based stuff. So yeah, I, I don't think I could have answered anything else, runners. But um, I do appreciate that there are some very nice and legendary court classics out there. So um, the, the I feel toughest thing for me to give up would be uh, the New Balances, right? Like the New Balances are technically, uh, well, a lot of them are runners. Like uh, the, originally the 2002s, the 1906s, these are all intended to be runners. So they go into that category. That would be like the toughest shoe to give up, like basically any New Balances. Yeah. Um, and that that's where like, I'm like, ah, do I, like, do I really like go with the Core Classics? But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there's just, there's just a lot of options I love from the Core Classics. But hey, this this question is a perfect summation of uh why you and me are great on this pod man we both have very different tastes when it comes to sneakers you like you said you're 95 percent runners i would say i'm like 80 percent court classic so it's um it's it's pretty it's a pretty nice balance in terms of like what we're both into so yeah man facts no and yeah, also so. one one uh one court classic that we forgot to mention is also the dunk obviously right that's a huge oh yeah one. man of course that's um, another court classic and you've got you've got so many dunks in your collection, whether SB or not. So I think that would be super hard for you to to never wear again. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean definitely. that was a that that technically rounds up Converse the, too. Like Converse is also a core classic. Yes, true. They have uh, they have a lot of. I mean, yeah, Chucks. Right. I'm not a huge Chuck fan, but uh, Converse. I, it's a weird one. Like, where would you put Vans? Because they're neither court nor running. So no, I guess they're kind of like... like, they're, they're, I mean, they're like free agents. You can wear those. Free agents. <laughs> I mean, you, there you, are, you can there wear are them whatever side you're shoes. on. There are some free agent shoes. Like, like 
actually I was gonna say blazers, but the blazers were also used on the court, if I those remember correctly. Yeah, those are court classics. But what about Air Maxes? Why are those runners? Those are runners, man. All the Air Maxes, Air Max ninety sevens, okay. Air Max one, Air Max ninety five. Those are all oh, pure wow, running man. shoes. So that's okay. So, wow, I feel like we need to revisit this topic at another time, <laughs> bro. We need to do like a whole episode on deep it at dive. some point down the line. Deep, deep dive, dive on into this topic. runners versus court classics. Yeah, um, no, that's no, but that tough, that man. wraps up that wraps up our um, this or that segment. We hope you enjoyed it. This is a new format for us so definitely let us know how you felt about that and also let us know whether you uh, agree disagree think that we're stupid for what we said or think that we're geniuses for what we said um yeah that takes us into the upcoming drops josh do you want to walk us through those yo definitely we're heating up man we're getting into the summertime and some big drops coming up this month so uh may the 10th is a big day on may the 10th we have the nike airship every game and uh, they're coming out in a blue colorway and a red colorway and i'm not i'm still confused whether this pair is the same as the nigel sylvester's which we saw that had like bike air on the back or if that was a custom or not but just looking at pictures of the airship in this blue colorway it looks pretty much identical to the airships that nigel sylvester was floating around so i'm going to assume these are the same shoe uh, but either way they they look very very nice i'm i it's for me it's the blue one like i actually i'm really into it i'm not a big fan of wearing high tops in the summertime though so that's kind of what i'm like i don't know if i need them right now but uh maybe for maybe for the fall time i might rock them but those are coming out may the 10th at 150 dollars then also on May the 10th, we have the sneakers release of the Haritos uh, Dunk SBs. So in case you, or not in case, in the high probability event that you took an L on one of the skate shop raffles, your best bet is sneakers. So look out for those on May the 10th. May the 12th is gray day for New Balance. And that means they are releasing a lot of sneakers, all of them in tasteful versions of gray my favorite by far is the v6s that you already picked up these are some of the nicest uh, v6s that have released so far like non-collab colorways and uh, there's also a v4 releasing in the exact same colorway some other pairs include a 998 there's also a 996 releasing a 550 bunch of other models there's 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 a lot there's also some 9060s there's tons of shoes dropping on May the 12th. So if you love New Balance, you love gray New Balance sneakers specifically, this is the day you got to circle on your calendar. The following day, May the 13th, we have the Jordan 4 Thunder finally restocking after I believe like seven or eight or nine or 10, I don't know, a long, long time. And uh, funny enough, um, I thought there would be a lot of hype for this shoe, but there was a uh, surprise release on the sneakers app about a week ago, and uh, a lot of people got pairs. I'm looking at prices on StockX right now. They're already sitting at around like 250, 280. So once you sell those, once you get rid of, once you take away fees and all that, you're already almost at retail, which is kind of crazy because those original pairs which came out seven or eight, seven or eight years ago those are going for 700 800 bucks in a lot of different sizes so it's crazy how much the hype has fallen off of that shoe and now 
once these finally release they might even go for retail or under retail who knows but that doesn't take away from the fact that it is a pretty nice colorway not my favorite not i'll be honest not my favorite jordan 4 colorway but a classic nonetheless um on may the 18th we're going to be seeing the jordan 3 lucky green release in the u.s they've already released in in europe uh but the lucky greens very clean pair uh we also saw the lucky green ones that dropped last month the threes dropping on the 18th and then finally on may the 20th we will be getting the jordan one across the spider verse this is in i guess collaboration i don't know if it's a collab but i guess this is releasing at the same time around the same time that new uh, spider verse movie is dropping and this pair very very funky looking jordan one with a lot of different um uh, shapes and a lot of different colors near the upper near the near the top of the shoe um not my favorite jordan one either but uh, these did also shock drop last week sold out instantly is it really a shock drop by the way if everyone knows it's gonna drop i don't i, I don't no. get why they yeah i don't get why they call it a shock drop like everyone knew last week at 8 p.m at this specific time they would shock drop and they dropped on the app it even said shock drop but I'm like, it's not a shock if you're all expecting it, right? So, uh, yeah, I don't know why they call it that. But look for those May the 20th, guys. Nice. A lot of, lot of fire coming our way. A lot of Jordans actually coming our way. And uh, New Balance Grade A is going to be a big one. So, uh, yeah, keep a lookout for that. And uh, let us know what you end up picking up in the next few weeks. That is it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys listening to us. We appreciate you guys sharing your thoughts with us. You, We appreciate you guys leaving reviews on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We appreciate you guys sharing your, your thoughts with us in the DMs, on the comments. And obviously, please, please, please share this podcast with your friends, with your family, anyone who likes sneakers or streetwear because we enjoy doing this and we enjoy more and more people listening to us so yeah thank you for listening and see you guys all next time peace thank you guys peace